Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Hello and welcome to the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. My name is Lauren Sweeney and I am honored to be your host. Today's guest is going to talk about money, all about it. In fact, she's a self-proclaimed money nerd. Wally Miller comes to us today from New York, where it's a little bit colder than here in California. And she's a financial coach and she loves spreadsheets. Awesome. That is a rare talent. (laughs) And she's been known to watch PBS specials about retirement just for fun. She didn't start out as a money expert. She's a first-generation college graduate, congratulations, and a daughter of an immigrant. She didn't always understand money or building wealth. She didn't grow up looking at stock charts with her dad or balancing a checkbook with her mom. In fact, they didn't talk about money much at all. It took a Forbes article to make her reevaluate what she was spending money on and the true cost of her purchases. Now she works alongside with as many people as possible to help them build financial freedom through balanced spending, saving, and wealth without deprivation. I love that. Today, we're going to talk about your relationship with money, deciding what you want to spend money on and saying no, how to invest so that it grows as well. Please welcome to the show, Wally Miller. Wally, we're excited that you're here today. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. I'm super excited about this conversation. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about your journey. You grew up, you're a college graduate, first in your family, which is awesome. And then how did you bridge that gap? You're looking at this Forbes article, it sparked something in you and you thought I better go back to school and get a degree. I mean, where did, where did that transition take you? Yeah. So I sort of had like two aha moments in my life. The first one was when I was around 27 or 28 years old, I received a statement from the Social Security Administration of all places. And basically it had a listing of all of my earnings uh, since I started working. So I had my earnings from that that, uh, summer job when I was 14 or 15 years old, all the way till that day. And I remember adding up all of the money that I had made in my lifetime and thinking I've made how much? Where is all that money? Where did all that money go? And so that was one indication, like something was not computing, right? My bank balances, my account balances, my savings account, really wasn't adding up to what I thought I should have in there. Mm. The second moment came a couple years later when I had actually found a really great job. I was really, um, I felt really fulfilled in my career until I didn't. <laughs> and my uh, the supervisor in my department actually um, found another job and he was moving on. So we got new management. And when new management came, so did some new rules and some new bureaucracy and red tape. And my sort of ideal job and my ideal workplace became sort of a nightmare. And I realized that even though I was making good money, essentially I was living paycheck to paycheck. I couldn't just say, I'm quitting. I'm out of here. I'm going to go find me a new job. I realized that 
if I missed a paycheck or two, that I really would have lost everything that I had worked so hard to get. And I didn't like that feeling because I was making even more money than my parents had ever made. And so how in the world was I in that same situation where I essentially was living paycheck to paycheck? I thankfully stayed out of credit card debt, but Every dollar that I had, I was spending and I really wasn't building wealth. I really wasn't saving. And that was sort of my aha moment for sure. I love that. And so now this is what you get to do. And I can feel your energy. It's just so grateful that you get to support others in taking them on the journey you went through. So talk to me about how did you go from those aha moments to building something successful? We have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to the podcast or people stuck in that corporate job, living paycheck to paycheck, thinking, if only. How did you go from the aha to creating something amazing like you have today? Yeah, I basically went to the world of Google and I was like, how can I quit my job? How can I leave? How can I do this? What am I missing? And I somehow came across this Forbes article about a couple who had quote unquote, retired in their 40s. And that was very intriguing to me. So as I read the article, at first, I thought, well, you know, maybe they're like software engineers and tech people and make, you know, $400,000 a year. And they were able to save it all. And that was how they were able to do it. But as I read the article, I realized the component that I was missing. One was I wasn't intentional with how I spent my money. So I became much more mindful and I realized that I was doing a lot of impulsive and mindless spending. The second thing that I realized was that saving money was good, but it wasn't enough to sort of level up your finances and in order to build wealth. And I was always, I always thought that building wealth. Well, actually that word wasn't even part of my vocabulary. I didn't know what it meant. (laughs) I thought wealthy people were people who were rich and I equated the two. And I said, well, I'm not an athlete or an artist or an actor. So there's no way I'm ever going to be rich. I'm never going to have the fancy cars and the mansions or anything like that. But I really had to sit down and define what wealth meant to me. And one of the things that I wanted it to, to feel like was I wanted to be free. I didn't want to feel like I was dependent on a nine to five paycheck. I didn't want to feel that. And I realized that I was missing the whole component of investing and building wealth in that way. Now, investing seemed very scary and overwhelming. There was a lot of jargon. And unfortunately, I don't know why they do this, but it doesn't have to be, right? Investing does not have to be um, overwhelming. We can just keep it very simple. And so when I began learning things like compound interest and how I didn't have to sit in front of six or seven screens watching these red and green lines on the stock market or uh, on computer screens, I realized that there was a way to do it in the laziest way possible, right? I didn't want to be an active investor. I didn't want to have to be checking in on my money and worrying about it. And uh, so that was the sort of that component that I was missing was building wealth uh, through investments. And there's different ways to invest. I mentioned a little bit about the stock market, but you can also invest in real estate. You can invest in businesses. And so that was sort of very eye-opening to me that 
saving money was good and we should all make sure we have money easily, readily accessible to us for when life happens. We know life is going to happen for some of those short-term goals, like perhaps a vacation that we want to take in the next six months or year. But we also want to make sure that for those long-term goals, for example, retirement, uh, and I like to say work optional. Um, I like to use that term because I don't think that retirement needs to be an age. It's not 65 or 70 or 60. It's really when you feel like you have enough of a nest egg in order to support your lifestyle, right? So you don't need to bring additional sources of income. Your nest egg will cover you. And so that was when I really had that aha moment of, okay, saving money is good but I need to figure out how I can leverage the income that I'm making right now in order to build wealth and go from being just financially secure to financially thriving. I love that. Hence the name of your company, right? Financially thriving. Right, exactly. I think it's not enough to just feel, uh, you know, to financially survive. And I think so many of us, we're just in that survival mode. Uh, But we really need to sort of shift our mindset and perspective and learn how to be go beyond financial survival to financial security, to financial confidence, to then financially thrive for sure. Ooh. So let's talk about those steps. I like I like how you step stoned it. So if you're listening, tell me about the steps that you take your clients on. Do you use those words financially confident, financially thriving? So we could kind of look at ourselves and see where we're at with compassion, of course. Yes, absolutely. You know, so many people and I talk a lot about this on Instagram. So people get interested because it's a sexy thing to talk about when I talk about investing, right? People are like, oh, I want to start investing. How can I start (laughs) investing? But really, before we think about investing, we need to sort of go back to the basics. And the first thing we need to do in order to even get to make sure that we're in that financial survival mode is to understand what our numbers are. So many people are afraid to really look at how much money are you really bringing in? Not your salary, not what you're you're getting paid, right? But really how much is your take-home pay? And this includes everything from bonuses to over, you know, if you work overtime, anything like that, make sure you really understand how much you're getting paid. Because what you're getting paid isn't what your salary is, right? We need to take into account things like taxes and other types of deductions like healthcare. And so really understanding what your take-home pay is. Then secondly, understand what your expenses are and how they're divided. So the first thing I would say is divide expenses into two categories. Your essential expenses, so things like keeping the lights on, a roof over your head, food in your belly, food on the table, right? Make a list of the things that absolutely have to be paid um, and are essential expenses. Then make a list of all of your non-essential expenses, right? So those are things that perhaps aren't absolutely needed, but bring us joy, add value to our lives, maybe even add some convenience. So I would actually say that internet (laughs) is an essential need, but something like 
My Hulu and Netflix subscription is a non-essential. My hair care appointments or my nail appointments, those are non-essential, but they add value to my life. And so really understanding your numbers and understanding how much money is coming in and actually how much money is going out is really important. Once we understand where our money is going, I think a lot of people are surprised because if you're anything like me, when I really dug into what my numbers were, I supposedly had some money (laughs) left over every month. And I was like, there's no way I don't have that amount of money left over. And that was when I realized that I had certain budget leaks, right? It was those trips to Target where I went to buy toilet paper and laundry detergent. And I somehow happened to go into the home (laughs) decor section. Always happens every time, every time. If I take my kids with me, it's an automatic ad for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And this happens to so many of us, right? This isn't about not never spending money. And this is not about deprivation. I do not uh, teach that at all. But it is about being more conscious and being more uh, intentional when it comes to our spending, right? If you are going to buy that extra pillow for your sofa or for your bed, making sure that you went in with that in mind instead of it sort of grabbing your attention or instead of you driving to go get, you know, put fuel in your car, you automatically, you know, you see a sign for a sale or Nordstrom Rack or Marshalls or a Target, whatever it is and say, oh, let me just stop in to see if I could find something. Um, So really learning how to be intentional with how we spend money. And uh, I like this philosophy of equating how much energy, right? I was in a job that although I love the work that I did, it sort of became a little bit of a toxic work environment. And so when I went to shopping, I began to equate how much energy, how many hours of my life will I have to work in order to afford this thing? And that gave me pause, right? So sometimes I would see an outfit and I would say, okay, is this worth three, four, five, six mm-hmm. hours of me working at a job that I really don't want to work? And sometimes the answer was yes. Sure. Awesome. But most of the time it made me stop and put it back because I was like, no, <laughs> every dollar that I spend um, is going to be an extra hour of my life that I have mm-hmm. to dedicate to this this workplace that is no longer fulfilling me. Um, And that was sort of the approach that I took. I love that. Another one I've heard that's good is let's say I'm holding something. I'm holding this amazing coffee mug and I'm thinking it's pre-trash. Meaning Mm. is this going to go in the pile for Goodwill in the next year? And maybe I should put it back. Now, half the time, obviously, I bought it. And look how pretty it is. <laughs> if you're listening on audio, you'll have to check out the web version. It's beautiful. But that's a good one, too, is is this pre-trash. And like you said, not deprivation. Sometimes yeah, I feel it feels good to spend the money and to feel good about it. My husband and I went on a journey during COVID and to pay off a lot of credit card debt. And we did it. And there was four zeros and a number. So like it was a lot of money. <laughs> And being able to do that, mostly he's the budget man. He, he's the math guy. But really focusing on the numbers, like you said, paying attention. And then the abundance came, making more, tithing, noticing, and really choosing where we spent our money. And we were able to pay it all off. 
Yeah, I love that. And actually, I want to maybe reframe something here because I think sometimes it's easy to get stuck on the math or the calculations, but really it's, I like to say it's the mindset over the mechanics. When we think about our budgets or, and I know that can be a four letter word for some people, right? right yes. <laughs> I like to use the term spending plan because I'm a natural spender. So I like to create plans on how I'm going to spend my money rather than feeling that. restrictive uh, or restricted by a budget. Mm -hmm. So when I think about um, creating a spending plan, um, what I want to do is really give every single dollar a job and make sure that I'm being intentional with it. Mm -hmm. um, it's also about um, when I say the mindset over the mechanics, when we think about budgeting, it's simple addition and subtraction, right? <laughs> so there's not a whole lot of calculations out there, but it right. can feel very overwhelming. And so if you can get your mindset right, and that word can sound a little woo-woo, right? Like what is mindset? What is money mindset? It simply means your relationship with money, your thoughts around money, your habits, your behaviors. What is it? What feelings come up when you think about money? Is it something that you smile over? Is it something that brings you dread? And so notice the feelings that you begin to have. And one thing that we don't really understand or really know is that so much of our money habits are created and formed and established when we're children, right? Mm. When we're between the ages of seven and 10, studies have shown is when our money habits begin to grow or are established. And so when we think about the people who raised us, our parents or grandparents, uh, think about how they thought of money. And so much of how they thought about money affects the way we think and relate to money. And I money isn't that. Yeah, it's it's not good or bad, right? But it's totally laden with emotions. Yes, absolutely. Something that we could dive deep in and in, in noticing our limiting beliefs around it. And then how do we unpack those? Talk to me about what, what they'll find on your website. And if you're listening to the audio, it's financiallythriving.com. Talk to me about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. And so you'll see there a couple of blog posts that I put around money mindset, right? Some of the habits and behaviors. I think one of the questions that I get most often is what's the difference between a financial coach and a financial advisor? Uh, so I will quickly explain that I do not sell investments or insurance, right? Those are things that I do not uh, sell. I don't get commissions off of those. But what I do is if you can think about your uh, physical fitness journey, your physical uh, wellness journey, right? We all know the foods to eat and that we should exercise a little bit more. There's some really great free plans out there. So then why is it that we so struggle with that physical wellness, right? Financial wellness is the same exact thing. Again, the mechanics, the, the addition, the subtraction, whatever tool you use, whether it's an app or an Excel spreadsheet or notebook and pen and paper, whatever it is, is that system working for you? Are you where you want to be at this stage of your life? If you've struggled to sort of really gain control of your finances and you want to start your financial wellness journey, not only about getting a a specific plan that will work for you, but also about having that accountability. A financial coach is someone who can sort of help 
walk you through that. So on financiallythriving.com, you'll find some literature, you'll find some blog posts, but you can also find um, a couple things, including how to work with me one-on-one. And I would love to share a free resource um, that uh, your audience can can get. And it's just the guide mm-hmm. financial uh, a roadmap to financial wellness. And you can download that for free. Just enter your email and it'll be sent right to you. I love that. And that's on your website as well. Yes. Oh, so many good nuggets, Wally. I love how you talk about equating it like a physical fitness trainer and the difference between a financial advisor, maybe that does sell a 401k plan or does sell, you know, a SEP IRA, et cetera, or, or life insurance. You're really there as like their daily workout partner, so to speak, with your money and helping them literally thrive. I, we love to ask a question. What does rise up for you mean to you? Oh, I love this question, especially as it relates to money. When we think about money, I think sometimes when we think even about of, of a certified financial planner or a financial advisor. Really important that when we think about money, think about rising up to the challenge and to the dream that you have when it comes to what you want your life to look like. And it's not just about your life, but about the legacy that you could leave behind. Uh, So yeah, rise up with your money for sure. Oh, I love that. Wally, thank you so much for being with us today. It was fantastic. Thank you for the impact you're making and for stepping out too and knowing, hey, I'm not happy in this job. Here's what I'm going to do about it. And here's the difference now that I'm making on thousands of people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those things where when you finally realize what you are doing wrong and you look around, you look to your left and your right <laughs> and you're like, wait, other people need to hear this. Other people yes. need to take this path. It's really inspiring to go out and try to serve as many people as possible. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Wally. So many good nuggets. I mean, we could talk about our spending and not feeling deprived and having a money map or a spending map all day long. Thank you for joining us today. And if you're tuning in either live or in the future on replay, we want to let you know that right now we are offering a master success coaching program. It's not about your money. It is about your leadership, your confidence and your business development. You want to know more? Go ahead and text MASTER to 949-416-0671, or you can go to our website. You'll find the Master Success Coaching Program right there. I'm Lauren Sweeney. It's been my pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on the podcast.